my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? I am Monty. Excellent. You're crushing my soul and giving me a headache at the same time. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. Show me what you got. Is it too late to say that I, I kind of don't care for Star Wars? You can say that Dream. and find your way out the door. <laughs> the force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Ah, uh, mighty Isis. And here we go. Officially kicking off the show, boys. How the hell? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No more false starts. (laughs) No more false starts. The show is beginning. I don't care. All start. (laughs) Offense. I don't get five yard penalty. I don't. Sure. First penalty declined. (laughs) Still first down. That sounds like a football thing to do, right? Episode six twenty, whatever. Still first down. Oh, how dare you, sir? How dare you? I just used the football metaphor and I used it wrong. So there you go. I can spell football. I uh, I know that uh, I know very little about the sport, and I'm okay with that because that's uh, not why we are here. Uh, boys, how's everything going? How's life? How's things? Sandwich, you are very animated and uh, uh, shall I say bouncy today. So uh, how's how's your world, sir? How's your soul? Tell me. It's good. It's good. Uh... You know, we had a shortened class day today, so I had a lot of sandwich time in the middle of the day. So it was nice to, you know, kind of relax and find my inner sandwich, you know, the the, like inner, the inner cold cuts, if you will. That's, that's very important. That's, uh, that's something that we want to do. Uh, Honestly, it's the first time in my life that I've ever given someone a nickname, Mm -hmm. which I'm, I'm fairly adept at giving people nicknames that last a really long time. First time that I've ever ever uh, uh, kind of given somebody a nickname that's stuck that that he's run just too far with it <laughs> i forgot about that yeah. that's that's all i'm saying yeah. just okay you know just just pull back a little bit it's okay we yeah. get it you're the sandwich meanwhile, that's it. That's meanwhile uh growing up so many people call me by my last name they didn't know that monty was my last name until um i got my diploma that's literally when some people learned <laughs> that that Monty was not because honestly, and I always blame uh, Monty Burns from The Simpsons uh, as as the main reason to that. But yeah, that that even in, at jobs that that happened uh, at the exact same time. So uh, yeah, that's always been kind of fun. But uh, boys, it's hopefully silly. everything's going well. the The reason I went with the music today, I went with uh, uh, the Angry Video Game Nerd uh, intro off of this game because uh, I've been playing that on the Wii U. Because I just found out that's on the Wii U. I thought it was just on like newer consoles, so I, okay. I dropped the, the money. I'm, I'm, let me let me just emphasize: I'm a huge fan of James Rolfe, the whole YouTube channel of his, and the way he talks about horror movies and his video game stuff. I love it. 
Uh, so I, I picked up the game, excited, and I remembered the reason why I like comics and horror movies and and that kind of stuff because I am really bad at the game. I, <laughs> I'm going to send a picture later to you guys of what happened after I died uh, because uh, it keeps tally, and I'm in the 200s in terms of times I've been killed so far nice. during the game because it's just, it's just that bad for me but it's a fun game it, it is a fun side scroller and uh, i also picked up the uh, the lp with the soundtrack um so with the with the records that came out i want to say maybe a month and a half ago give or take and uh, they sound great on the turntable uh playing those like 8-bit themes and everything like that so uh uh want to mention that because it, it's been a lot of fun um lately so uh yeah pretty much just playing the game and um there was actually a movie I actually meant to, I just realized I forgot to, to save the damn thing. Uh, there was a movie on Shudder that The Squeeze and I watched, which was a modern day take on um, Little Red Riding Hood. And it was phenomenal. Holy moly, was it damn good. I wish I could remember the damn name of it, though, but I cannot. Um, if I, if I probably, you know, when they do those things, it's usually something like, it's just, it's called like Red or, you know, like, hood or you know it's, wolf slayer it's something, or it's something I'll, I'll, i'm gonna figure out what it is i swear and, and mention it one point during the show or, or on twitter but it was a damn good show a european horror movie that uh is definitely worth watching so it's like I can find the damn thing that sucks um oh here we go it was hunted that was the name of it hunted oh, yeah but it was it was very good very well shot so i was actually very impressed by it uh and so was shape um, so yeah, boys, we have, there's a lot to talk about in today. There's a lot of little things I should say to talk about, um, in today's show. So let's just do our usual thing first. Let's, let's kick into the Patreon really quickly. Uh, as I scroll down, patreon.com slash geeks of TNG for as little as a buck, you can be involved in the lovely discord service where you can talk to members of the show like me for $3 a month. You get the show a day and a half early, which is going to be, it's still going to be Wednesday night. I'm going to spend a day edit this bad boy. Uh, before posting it and a sneak peek at the prep sheet for five dollars you get the lovely weekend bonus show with our very own sandwich talking about How's it? whatever the hell he wants to talk about uh dom, now. I, dom i will say i'll say this your your two best sandwich shops was the very first one piggybacking off of the death of kobe bryant <laughs> and also talking about the super bowl oh, those you. are I like, and you didn't talk about sports, but the way you kind of like towed that line, I gotta say, and, and even by my standards, I'm like, I've never put out shows that were that good on the, on the bonus feed before. But you, you those two are just like your gold standard to me in terms of uh, oh, shows. You. Uh, and you also get a vintage episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff from the way back when. Uh, and for ten dollars a month, you get to see the show live on the Instagram, which really we should be calling the Upside Down because I think that makes more sense. It's worth every single penny. <laughs> hey, penny! Every single amount gone into this. <laughs> a hey, penny! I like today. That it was. Um, what's one thing that I do want to mention? We mentioned out. Uh, I reached out to the Discord and just asked folks, like, "Hey, is there anything you want us to hit on? Any thoughts uh, from folks?" The the one question from Anna Box that I actually thought was pretty good. Oh. Uh, he asked us, "Do we have any uh, thoughts on the Tom and Jerry movie that is coming out? And if so, why?" which I believe that's going to be an HBO Max movie uh, that would be dropping on the streaming platform. And um, you know what? I want to give it a shot. I like seeing, uh, you know, you, you're never going to beat like the classic 
Looney Tunes, Disney, Jets, like some of those like really old cartoons in their old form. I lo- you'll never beat that. But I like how there's new re- reiterations for uh, a newer generation, and it just evolves. Uh, I do want to watch that film. Uh, I believe it. I'm, I'm 99% sure it's a film. Uh, when that does drop eventually. Um, the only issue, as I said with me before, is I kind of need HBO Max. I have a few things I want to watch because I don't, you know, I can only spend so much money on streaming platforms and I don't want to jump all around. Um, but I'm actually very excited to see it. My my brother's kids love the new take on Muppet Babies over the last few years. Um, another friend of mine, they have the new Disney cartoons, which are kind of like an old throwback style look. They love those. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see. I will definitely watch it because um, when I had, I, I forgot, rem- I don't remember what show it was. It was kind of, or channel rather. It was a throwback to some old classic cartoons. Boomerang? Uh, yes, it was Boomerang actually. Thank you, Dom. Uh, and it played a lot of the Tom and Jerry and it was one other classic cartoon. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head that one Sunday afternoon. Chilly Willy, Woody it, Woodpecker. No, it wasn't one of those. One of those. Stones. I, I honestly don't remember. But anyways, uh, but my point is the fact that it's one of those things we, we put on the background just to kind of like for background noise. Um, but every time I kept walking past the TV, I kind of kept slowing down watching. What, oh, it was Roadrunner, I think. Maybe it was, no, maybe it was Roadrunner. Um, but uh, you kind of slowed down and you kept watching the show and you got sucked into it. Because, again, you still laugh at those old cartoons that have been out for how many decades now at this point. But uh, my point I'm just trying to make is... Um, Yes, on a box, I actually do want to watch it once it comes out. It's just a matter of, um, you know, hopefully there's enough things on there all at once so I can just buy it, buy the service for the month for 15 bucks, I think it is, and uh, then unsubscribe after a month. So that's my <laughs> there's a, that. There's enough. Yeah. There's there's enough over there for you to, to watch because there's a couple things you should remember, uh, Mr. Monty. All of the DC animation is over there. True. So there's that. Um, yes, the fucking Snyder cut and the rest of that crap is over there as well. <laughs> um, but y- y- you know, like there, there are some, there are some things worth watching. If you haven't watched them already, there's some that are worth watching for the first time. And there's some that are worth watching again. They, they have a good spread. I have to be honest. They have, they have a pretty good spread, and they have Looney Tunes because it's Warner Brothers. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they do have that stuff. So if you're, if you're Looking for a reason, uh, it's there. Oh, no doubt. But again, as we were saying before the show started, Big Kev, uh, there's just so much content that's going to be coming out on different platforms over the next month or two that, uh, you know, there's just a lot of stuff trying to grab. We were were talking about how heavy March is just for this program. Yeah. Yeah. March is getting thick. Very much so. Giggity. Very much So. so. And yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's a, you know, I mean, we, we said for you, you know, people have said for years that we're in the golden age of television, but uh, we might've just been pre-gaming it because it feels like it's going to be a lot crazier uh, uh, pretty, pretty soon for all it's of us. Certainly, it's certainly a bit of a revival and I'm sure that the virus had a lot to do with that. Perhaps. No, oh, yeah, for sure. With a boost of nostalgia as it were. You know, when, when, what was that show called? Tiger... Tiger something. Tiger King? Tiger King. When Tiger King is a top program because people are stuck at home 
with nothing to watch on Netflix, you know that good TV is only going to get better. <laughs> so I'm just saying. I thought Tiger King was like, okay. I thought it was interesting television. I did not watch it. I'm okay with that. You don't have what, to. What, do, do we have a, do we have like a prep sheet? Are we going to talk about any like nerd stuff? Well, you know, We're going to get around there. I was going to transition into that because we have one of the things that's going to be coming up very soon. Uh, is Invincible, which is going to be dropping onto Amazon Prime's streaming service, which, again, this is a Robert Kirkman comic book. I want to say, well, was there maybe 250-ish issues, give or take? There was a lot of issues. There were a lot of issues, quality stuff. uh, Great, yeah. The trailer, I watched um, one trailer that dropped today, uh, two-ish minutes maybe, I don't recall. But regardless, phenomenal. It, it first of all, it, they pretty much have the exact same look from the artwork and the colors, in, which was important, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it makes sense kind of transitioning one to the other. Uh, it's yep. very much a mature kind of style in terms of the blood and the violence from well, the trailer. You know, what we should what we should say or remind people, Mr. Monty, is that uh, Robert Kirkman, creator of The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. yeah, so. You know, he doesn't hold back about his storytelling here. Um, and uh, this is a bit of a different story, obviously. It's about a superhero um, and so on and so forth. I really don't want to give that much away about it because I think it's going to be a really fun exploration for people who have never read the book. Especially those first 15 uh, issues of, of that book were just, you know, blind, phenomenal. You, yeah. phenomenal. You got blindsided in the best way possible. Um, oh yeah, and I, I you could tell they added a few snippets extra that weren't in in the comic, which is totally fine. Uh, it gives a little bit of context, and it's a little funnier seeing it there than you would in, in on right. paper, anyways. Um, but uh, I, I, this can be such a like we know what to expect from this um, uh, property because of the comic. Right. So I think I, I don't want to say that this is going to be a sleeper hit because I mean, who can really predict that? Uh, but this has so much of an opportunity to be uh, uh, a big win for uh, Amazon, for Robert Kirkman image as a whole, since I believe that's where the, uh, all the books yeah. were, yes. where, which yes. is where he is, an exec, which yep. is where he's an exact, uh, you know, he's one of the executives um, of the company now. Um, and yeah, I mean, just just great work. And if you ever had a chance to listen to Robert Kirkman or read some of his stuff after the, the Walking Dead issues or elsewhere, his the way he talks about writing is phenomenal and you can see he just like was hitting these books just out of the park uh which should translate to a really damn good show he's not working on any comics right now right that's not like his thing anymore right or is he still working on stuff there's that post there's that post-apocalyptic book i can't remember the name of it but i'm pretty sure they're still doing that one there's a million not not walking dead it's a different uh different post-apocalypse remember the name of it for the life of me i can't remember the name of it um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that I think that's still happening. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. I was going to say, you know, if you look, I don't think it's on our new YouTube. I don't think it's on geek stuff, TNG YouTube channel, but on what's left of the old big Kev's geek stuff channel while it lasts. I think if you look at one of the toy fair, uh, interview videos that we did, I actually interviewed Robert Kirkman. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, yeah. And actually there's a really terrible joke in it. 
I'm not even going to say it. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, so you could check that out. We're eventually going to port all of that stuff over to Geek Stuff TNG so people will have one-stop shopping to know <laughs> where to go to get all of the uh, videos associated with this program. But I think for right now, I think it was New York Comic Con. I feel like, oh, I don't know. Oh seven, oh eight, mate, somewhere in there. Cause I think the show was nice. fairly new still, I think. Um, so it's I think it's right around there. Um, yeah, fun guy, fun interview. We actually ended up accidentally getting him uh to hang out with us for like I don't even remember. It was a couple of hours we were just hanging out with him. I mean, we didn't shoot video the whole time, but you know, we just got to sit there and chat with him for a good long while it's kind of a long story cool. but um yeah so check that out over there and uh yeah i'm really looking forward to invincible i thought the book was great another really uh, another really gritty more realistic if that's a word you can use about a comic book um about superheroes um book uh i would not say exactly in the vein of the boys but certainly closer to that than, say, Superman. Yeah, yeah that's a good way yeah. of breaking it down. I should also yeah. mention uh, Kirkman's new book is Oblivion Song. On, that's it, on Oblivion Image. Song. I have not read that book. Um, but I mean, honestly... At least one volume out, I think, well, trade-wise. It's up to issue 30 right now. So I mean, you didn't have an omnibus of the, of the first 20, 25 issues, give or take, uh, Could be. at this point. Uh, let's continue with uh, some trailer talk. Walt Disney Studios dropped uh, Cruella, uh, which did phenomenal in terms of uh, viewership. Within the first 24 hours, it got 71 million views, according to Deadline, um, which is pretty damn good, even in COVID. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, pre-COVID, Maleficent uh, had over 61 million. So, um, you know. It just uh, there's just more eyeballs, obviously, uh, here. Um, I don't know if you boys saw it. Um, I uh, I thought it was good. I know a lot of people were very a lot of people poo pooed it um, for any reason. I don't know if you guys felt the same way. Um, I'd watch Emma Stone do anything. That's not what I meant, but okay, cool, that's fine. Uh, but I mean, I think she's a not very, what I meant either. Sicko. She's a very talented actress. And uh, what you call? I, I just think that uh, listen, as someone who owns a Dalmatian at the same time, I feel like I just out of safety precautions, I should maybe watch the film. You got another dog? Yeah, I have another dog. I have two dogs. We've talked. Oh, about I didn't know that. We've talked about this. God, so. I thought Rocky was enough. No, you got another one. We, we have Cody. We have Cody. I've, I've, oh my goodness. Yeah, sorry. I've met Cody. He's a good boy. He is a very good boy. Uh, but did you, either of you guys see this uh, trailer at all? I saw the. Uh, I saw the trailer. I'll be honest, I don't have high hopes for this movie. Not that I think it's going to be bad. I just don't think I'm going to enjoy it. It looks kind of, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of this whole live action thing of taking the villain and trying to humanize them. And like, I'll make you understand why Coyle DeVille wanted to kill puppies and make a code out of them. You know, I'm going to make you understand <laughs> that. You know, how? Because she's a what lunatic. There's, there's no other meaning behind it. She's just a lunatic. <laughs> but, you know, this is a whole thing now. Got high hopes he's got high hopes or he doesn't no yeah. i have lack of hopes like i'm waiting for in two years from now we're gonna get like a scar movie where we show why scar was not a bad guy and why it made sense <laughs> that he killed mufasa or I don't, we... I don't think they would do i don't think they do ones that they've already done 
I think mm. they would stick to things that they've not remade. So, so what haven't we remade yet, live action, that we can or or that you can go young with? Yeah. Like See, I'm thinking like a Jafar. Ooh. A Jafar movie might actually be almost okay. But they just did Aladdin. Aladdin. Live I know, action. That's the thing. I so don't know. Like I, I'm not a huge like I like live action Disney, but I, I'm just not a huge fan of this whole like. Let me explain to you why I'm so evil. It's because of this. So now I'm you can't to... be mad at me when I kidnap a princess, force her into eternal slumber, and turn to a dragon <laughs> and try to kill everyone because it's I mean, okay. It doesn't, it doesn't really work with Hercules, so that's out. I'm just going through. Like it doesn't really like Hunchback they... is pretty much a contained story so that yeah. that really doesn't tarzan that one doesn't work we get a I'm trying to, and if anyone does anything with pocahontas we will shred it on this program because that that was disney's biggest disgrace of all time in my opinion um and uh i don't know mulan they just did so that's out yeah. you know you gotta you gotta go classic at that point and i'm i'm just wondering snow white they did that didn't they they did yeah they did well they did and like the snow white movie i don't know that they were related to disney were were those disney related movies the huntsman and i don't think so those movies were? um so they did that one sleeping beauty they did that's maleficent yeah oh that's maleficent yeah, right maleficent, so that's yeah. that's that one cinderella they just redid the the, the, the uh the little mermaid <laughs> They really haven't done anything with the Little Mermaid, so that's a possibility. Well, Ursula, worked, where she worked. was like a fat kid in school, and everyone made fun of her, so then she became an evil witch. They're already doing. They're already working on uh, a live action Little Mermaid. Oh come on, that's thing, not they? surprising. Yeah, that we knew. We knew. About Probably. That. I mean, yeah. it pro I, I'm it just trying sense. to go old school, like Bambi, like old school <laughs> the hunter you should have a guy walking around with a gun uh, i don't think that one that one doesn't really work pinocchio they haven't done anything with pinocchio in a long time that's just a whale documentary just the story of the whale yeah that's it no young geppetto maybe you know just mm, well, no. probably stupid but you know like it, i don't know Jimmy in this it, you know in a in a day and age now i realize that my example is a little past here but in a day and age when they're making um battleship the game the movie what yeah, yeah. That, that was how many that was a thing now. yeah yeah uh when they can make that then really young geppetto shouldn't be off the table we should probably <laughs> grab young geppetto the movie.com mr monty just in case so that disney funds this show or just like him. geppetto just geppetto just puppets just like <laughs> one word title puppet puppet <laughs> master no no that puppet master's work. already taken <laughs> yeah that one's already done or or, or, or get like movie. get like jiminy cricket or just cricket or jiminy yeah. <laughs> Quick, buy every single Pinocchio property sure, and get the website for it. I'm pretty it. sure they have a, a, a room very full of very smart people who. Oh yeah, just literally every single word. <laughs> yeah, like Jiminy Cricket. Like they're get like they literally they probably own WhenYouWish.com <laughs> or WishUponAStar.com yeah. or you know like anything <laughs> yeah. vaguely associated i've got no strings.com you know <laughs> like just anything associated i'm sure that they've they've, they've the best it. part is there's a there's a there's a possibility that maybe someone upstairs in disney hears this podcast and says wait do we have those do we have jiminy quick go buy it <laughs> exactly. here take yeah. the billions we're, off this table costing <laughs> disney money 
let's uh <laughs> let's let's move on because we're going down a very crazy rabbit hole right now oh, of, oh. of stuff uh, a few small things um just to hit on real quickly for marvel studios for their fantastic four franchise they're saying they are moving the pre-production um uh phase to hire looking to hire some new writers uh, for the film, so they can put a script together. Uh-oh. To put a script together, they said has not been formed yet. Um, I'll take that for as it is. Where uh, they're, you know, they because they have to have a script outline. I'd imagine because I would imagine they're going to be a huge, huge pivotal force for whatever happens with the future of the MCU if it's not already um, uh, being planned uh, right now. Going on with uh, Disney Plus uh, properties. Um, so yeah. I, it's moving along, which, you know, the second that we know, uh, they, they probably have some very specific people in mind. Uh, Please just announce John Krasinski and Emily Blunt so we can stop the noise of the fan casting. Because if they don't, if they don't hire at least Krasinski, if not both Krasinski and Blunt. I want both. I think oh, fans would are just, and you know, this rumor went around last week. Did you guys see the rumor going around that no. Jennifer Lawrence was being looked at for Sue storm and everybody online was like, bull fucking shit. <laughs> Bullshit. I'm sure I like, I like her as an actress, but just not. For Sue I, I like her as an actress too. And that's not the issue. The issue is that the fans have already decided you know, they have already decided, and, and this is going to go exactly the way Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka went. You know, this is exactly the way that it's going to go. And if they do anything outside of those margins, there's going to be a problem. Yeah, I, I, I think. Like I said, I, I hope that is the case where it's those two. And the funny part is I'm thinking more like who the hell are going to be um, Johnny and Ben more than anything else. Like, Because you need two people well, who are like, like I don't know. Like you need them to, to just be like immature, but like bro, like brothers almost to a degree. Buddy cop. Yeah, I, I won't even go there. Really, like that. I don't know if that's the right uh, explanation, but like that's gonna be a really interesting combination. And and I'm saying that based off of you know if they do go with uh, Krasinski and uh, what's her name, um, you know, just get Chris front. Evans back. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> Chris Evans was brilliant in that. I don't care what anybody says about those movies. I didn't love them, but I certainly liked them a lot. And Chris Evans was part of the reason. He mm-hmm. nailed Johnny Storm 100%. I thought the way I thought the way uh those two characters were in those films, honestly, I thought that was perfect. I thought that was Oh, it was. I, I thought that was honestly one of the best aspects of um of those two movies. That was great. Oh yeah, totally. You know, and, and I totally agree with you. 100%. I, I'm kind of looking to do that same kind of and, you know, with, with the way Marvel likes their action, but they also, like, you know, they put in plenty of comedy at the same time. There's so much potential there to have like, oh, a, yeah. a duo. That's why, That's why Nick, I think that's why everybody is so looking for, especially Marvel, was so looking forward to getting the rights back to them because, I mean, think about it. That's like the action of the Avengers and the comedy of Guardians of the Galaxy and the, you know, the and, and not to mention the fact that they are a pivot point for so many big, what could be overarching Marvel Universe stories, Galactus, Kang, just there's a whole, well, Galactus more than Kang, but Galactus, Silver Surfer, like they're a Namor. There's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of, of things going on there that, uh, you know, certainly could, 
uh, certain, certainly could hinge off of the Fantastic Four. But you're right. I, I agree with you 100%. They have got to start. In my opinion, the reason there is 800 billion views of Cruella is because Disney, Marvel, Star Wars fans are desperate for something. It doesn't even have to be the Cruella movie. Give us a Cruella preview. Give us Marvel. Give us a single casting announcement. Something. Any big tent pole. Th- and I know we're riding right now on the <laughs> WandaVision wave. Mm-hmm. We're riding. And it's three more weeks. And by the way, last week's episode was not an hour long. So that rumor went flew out the window. And it may be just as true that the next two are also not an hour long even though we were told the last three would be it was only 40 minutes um we're riding on that for three more weeks then there's a really brief break and then we have falcon and winter soldier which looks phenomenal every time i see something about it it looks better and they are clearly setting up clearly 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 they are setting up yet another marvel group the thunderbolts they're clearly setting up the Thunderbolts because yeah. Songbird is one of the villains in in Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's come out now. And it's Aaron Kelly, Kellyman, I believe, Kellerman. Aaron Kellyman, Kellerman. You may know her from such films as, wait for it, Solo, where <laughs> she played Enfys Nest. Do you remember her yes. red curly hair freckles just she's an int- she's the most interesting looking person on the planet i think and she's the one playing songbird in falcon and winter soldier which is another key thunderbolts character that has kind of showed up so we'll see if that direction holds true but the point i'm making is we need something we need them to say some i don't want to hear that charlie cox may or may not appear in spider-man 3 which we all know he is. Um, and I don't want to hear, um, you know, like I, I don't want to hear these things that we already know. I want something out of the blue. I want Marvel to just go, hey, we we got Krasinski for that thing. Because now the hype is real and not this speculative noise coming from fans who are like, we have to pound them with our thoughts yeah, yeah. and our ideas until no. they listen to us. No, I, 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 dude, I'll, I'll, I mean, I wish I can argue with you just for the sake of making some good podcasting right now. But yeah. I mean, no, but you listen, it's right because, you know, between people trying to spoil things, making assumptions, the way rumors are going around, and, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I like the, you know, I, I'm more of in the, in Marvel, I trust right now. So I don't mind right. waiting. But I understand the concept of wanting to get some kind of confirmation just so people yeah. can shut the f- up on, on yep. social media and these clickbaity websites. What do you want to say, Dom? Is there a D23 coming up soon? Or is that not until like a later part of the year? I is forget when D23 with, is. With what's going on with COVID, honestly, I have no clue. I don't even know if they're going to do it, but if that's that's It'd actually be the like virtual we get like a, thing if they did. Yeah. We do like, we get like a pretty solid dump of like content, I feel like. You're right, and we, that's a very good question, honestly. But just with COVID, yeah. I mean, I don't know what's going on with anything. It's too soon. And you know why it's too soon? Because we just got that massive dump at the shareholder meeting. That was only That was only like two months ago. Do you guys remember that, right? Yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about no, no, it. I know. Yeah, we talked about it. I'm That's just what, looking to see if there was all a... they released trailers and footage and and announced everything except Boba Fett, which they left as a surprise. But 
you know, like that was the content dump. I imagine if that was like two months ago, which I'm not exactly sure that it is. Let's let's say for argument's sake that it is. Then I would say May, June, which sounds right for a D23 kind of dump uh, of information. I would say that's that's probably if it's going to happen, that's it would happen then and probably virtual. Yeah. Yeah. In some way. The, uh, the one in 2019 happened in August, which is what I was going to guess, honestly. Uh, it's not saying anything about 2021, which again, just with everything going on, I, I understand. Um, let's move on. Um, let's skip that stuff right there. Cause let's keep the good vibes going. Uh, there's going to be on HBO max, a animated gremlins prequel. Uh, and it's already going to be getting an early season two renewal. Um, I have not seen anything that is is tied to this. The only thing I will just say in general is that that first Gremlins movie, uh, I will say, is damn near perfect. It is uh, a great Christmas movie. I didn't realize when I got older that it was. I kind of considered more of a horror movie, or at least a kids' horror movie, I should say. Um, I, I love the puppetry that's going on there. Um, the second movie was an absolute, in terms of like. Falling off the cliff from uh, first film to a sequel, that is always my go-to in terms of just horrid follow-ups to a in a franchise. It is just so ungod ungodly bad, uh, uh, right there. So you know, if there's a quality prequel in some capacity, and they don't make it a joke, and it almost feels like it's fluent going from going from the prequel to the first movie. I'm kind of all for that, honestly. Yes, sir. Me- Mr. Monty, am I wrong in thinking that there is a prequel to that movie currently in development called something Mogwai, Legend of Mogwai or something like that? The Secrets of the Mogwai. Yeah. Is that the animated series? Um, Let me... Or is that a live action piece? This is going to be... I don't know about that one, uh, but they... uh, Because they just cast... One of the big news this week was that they cast Ming-Na in whatever that movie was. I mean, there's mm-hmm. other castings, but Ming-Na was cast in it. Um, and since she's as hot as hell right now, because she's the only person that's ever been in everything, mm-hmm. um, they, 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 they made a big deal about casting her in the whatever. I presumed it was a live action prequel, but I didn't read it in depth enough to find out. I mean, from from the the stuff that I'm reading, it looks like that um, uh, this is going to be something separate, unless I'm totally misunderstanding okay. this, this article. Uh, regardless of the fact that, like, I do want again, I, this is content. You know, if there was this um, and, and some other stuff on HBO Max, going to what we were saying before in terms of uh, uh, Tom and Jerry, I will definitely go for a month to watch. Um, yeah, or rather a month to subscribe and everything like that to check that out because that, that's that's some really good stuff right there. Um, let me hit on a few other things just before we hit the break. Uh, this definitely falls a little bit more into my alley. Uh, actually, there's two more things really to hit on. Uh, Shutter, the horror streaming service that I mentioned before, um, they are getting ready to roll out season two of Creepshow, the anthology franchise, uh, on April 1st, but they are already greenlighting season three. Um, wow. It is uh, the first season is just phenomenal. And actually, um, Kev, while we were talking, I actually had the first season playing on uh, Blu-ray, listening to the commentary. Um, oh, nice. 
uh, to it because even though it's a great streaming thing, uh, I do like my Blu-rays and the the bonus features and the the commentary on how they actually put stuff together, which makes things nothing wrong with physical media. I, still, that that might be my that might be a bonus show for me actually just to talk about because I've been wanting to go on a, a tirade as it were for that. Um, but uh, yeah, I highly recommend it, even if you're not horror fans. Um, I, I know some people with certain subscription services are able to access Shutter through. Um, uh, Amazon Prime. I, I don't know exactly how that works, but uh, you know those original uh, movies, those first two movies, anyways, I thought were really, really good. The first season was phenomenal, so um, uh, give it a shot. And even like Dom, honestly, like I know you're not big into horror. You say like you know you, you get scared easily. Uh, I actually think this is like <laughs> this isn't like jump scares or, or too crazy bloody stuff. They're, I just think they're great compact stories. Uh, that's really worthwhile because there's one episode. There's one. Uh, episode where uh, honestly scared the bejesus. I thought it was I thought it was terrifying. Um, I think I've watched nightmares like half of an episode with you, Monty, at your house. Scary boy, he's just scared. He really you just is. can't you can't give him things that give him nightmares. Was one was, was one of those episodes mm-hmm. one where there was like a little monster and a guy could like tell it what to do? Yeah, and the the monster was killing. They they called him. I think they called the monster Frank. I can't. I can't remember something right like that. I think. I think I half watched that, Bob. like in the background at your house. It was Bob. That's what it was. It was, and oh. I was like, I'm not scared, and I'm just interested. Yeah, it was. That's a real. And again, the commentary was really good on that from uh, the creators. Um, other things to uh, mention that Apple TV Plus they rolled out a whole bunch of uh, returning shows and some new content uh, for that platform. The one thing I want to mention um, because I haven't watched everything that's on here. Really did all the background checks. Um, they announced a, or they rolled out a teaser trailer for MythiQuest season two. Um, this is, um, I can't remember the name of the uh, folks involved. Charlie Day, I remember, was one of the folks that were in it. Uh, this was, uh, they had a first season comedy show where, think of it like where they created their own uh, World of Warcraft, like it's, Bl- it's Activision Blizzard. Uh, yeah. And they created this, and it's kind of like the craziness that happens behind the scenes with testing the video games, getting good storylines together, that whole thing. And it's hysterical, and I thought it was phenomenal. And they even did a special um, quarantine um, episode that was totally <laughs> separate from this, which which was right like right after everything started. I can only imagine how quickly it was for them to get it together. But it was really good um, at the exact same time. So I highly recommend it. And there isn't a lot of stuff on Apple TV+, Plus, but there's a lot of quality. Uh, for what it is. So I like the idea of the whole quality over uh, quantity um, nice. that they're doing right there. So, And again, Ted Lasso was hysterical, um, as I saw a few weeks ago. Um, we have something, a Kickstarter I want to mention, but maybe it makes sense to we save that for the second segment since we do have a little bit of product. Um, you boys good with that? Sure. Yeah. All right, then, um, you know, with that, Big Kev... With that, Mr. Monty, Mr. Sandwich, we will take our first and only break, I think, on this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 625. 25. Oh, I got it right. Proud of you. Uh, though, did, did we have a name for this one, Mr. Monty? Nope. I don't recall us discussing that. Nope. Oh, boy. Well, the one currently without a name, but you never know what will happen before the end of the program. After these messages, we'll be right Monty, are you sure this is safe? 
This store looks sort of very spooky. Sandwich, relax. The Graveyard Gallery is an amazing place and it has something for everybody. But, but, but it's called the Graveyard Gallery. Sounds like they're into spooky stuff and, you know, I'm a very delicate person. Well, you're definitely right on both accounts. But it doesn't matter if you want collectibles as far back as the cabinet of Dr. Caligari or something related to obscure movies that only diehards know about. There's something for everybody here. I, I, I mean, I do have to admit, the, the range of collectibles is pretty stellar and pretty creative, I'll be honest. They have a wide range in stock. It could be hot toys, prop replicas, statues. They got you, man. These clothes are something else, too. Is that real blood on that shirt? Not on all of them. But they got hoodies, shirts, beanies. They even have stuff with Herman Munster, Dracula, and Red from that 70s show. Wow, dude, these handmade items are awesome. This heart's still beating. All right, put that back where you found it, okay? But the handmade items are some of my favorite things in the store. They have paintings, masks, dolls, and of course, prints. You gotta have prints on your wall. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't hear you. I was having a fascinating conversation with the gentleman over there who's a bat now. Um, and he helped me pick out some great collectibles for me. It's all good, man. Don't worry about it. Did he show you the human skull in the cabinet brought to you by Dark Interiors? The what? You better be going to the ATM and then come back to buy a spine. The Graveyard Gallery at thegraveyardgallery.com and on Etsy, Instagram, as well as Facebook as The Graveyard Gallery. Go to them for one-of-a-kind vintage pieces. New horror-related items are in each week from big and small companies and one-of-a-kind creations. The Graveyard Gallery. Spine sold separately. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Podern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Build your own X-Wing. Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. Hey, this is Mez, founder of Mezco Toys, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Live from Studio M, the sandwich shop, and Big Kev Huna Studios, it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break, you heard from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118 scale making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. 
This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their do-do-do-do-do-do premium offer. You get 118 scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personal transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, You'll get four full color, mag- full color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is by paying a little each month, as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. Good job, Dom. Good job. Uh, what, do, what, do you, what do you get with them? You get four what? Full color magazines. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you broke up I'm, there. I'm, try, I'm trying to like slow down, and then I get stuck. Because words are hard in my mouth. We're ads. You're, you're, oh, you're, are you're they? Done good, kid. You're done I, good. I, I spent a lot of my youth as a, as a mush mouth, so I'm trying to get past that. It's fine. It's cool. When you grow up, that'll go away. Uh, Dom, it makes, <laughs> if it, Dom, if it makes you feel any better, I actually had a terrible stutter when I was younger. And now now, now, now it's only uh, <laughs> slightly manageable. Uh, and that's not even, not even a joke, uh, except for that. Uh, emphasis right there but uh, the other sponsor of ours i'd like to mention is the graveyard gallery over at 21 main street in butler new jersey 07405 um as i mentioned before great group of people who work there uh they have new inventory all the time and one of my favorite things as i've mentioned is uh the old school stuff uh the old vintage items uh that come in they already told me they they gave me a, pr- a little uh, well they they posted on Instagram so it's not special, um, but they have a bunch of old monster magazines from the sixties that are coming in. Like, uh, I want to say nice. maybe like a dozen ish, maybe more. Um, and there's just some beautiful artwork that had Frankenstein, Dracula, the Mummy on them. Um, and I again I want to say like 1963, 65 maybe. Um, which they look beautiful. Like honestly, if you framed them and put them on the wall, they would look gorgeous. And I might be buying them. Um, but you can try to beat me to them if uh, you get a chance. Head over to 21 Main Street in Butler, New Jersey, 07405. And uh, tell them that uh, Geek Stuff uh, sent you over there. Because that would just be lovely. Um, boys, we have a lot of different kinds of product um, that we're going to be talking about really quickly here. Uh, did, you ever get, did you ever get that Alex Ross set? I did not. Because you know why, dude? I, the last, like... 16 what was it 1600 bucks 1200 bucks whatever like that that high uh, it's something i know it's it's, it's uh, just i remember like, i remember being a lot but it, damn it, talk about stuff you can frame and hang oh Holy absolutely crap. yeah i mean it's alex ross i mean like his worst stuff would look gorgeous uh on any kind of wall as it were but True. him doing the universal monsters was just ah that was great um but going into some other product we want to mention a kickstarter really quickly which honestly mm-hmm. you know and I, and, I, and i blame myself 
as I, I think Kevin Dunn would agree. Um, we don't talk about some Kickstarter projects enough really on this show because, well, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, I'm all about supporting like the mom and pop shops. Like when I went shopping at the Montclair book center, uh, this past whoa. week and everything like that, pick up the Stephen King book. Um, you know, I'd rather go there than like a Barnes and Noble or, or Amazon for shit sure. Um, and Kickstarter is a place where I feel like we, we need to mention more often with, uh, projects that we love from a distance. And uh, there's something that was brought up, I believe, by Onabox again uh, to me, because this just looks phenomenal. It's the, and I'm going to mispronounce this, the Demi Lich Dice Hollow Metal RPG Dice Sets. Basically what this is, um, they're different, style, different kind of finishes, like brass or gold um, on these things. And they look like little skulls kind of going all around uh, forming the dice with the big numbers kind of in the middle to stand out. My favorite one is the blood type. Um, mm -hmm. They have the numbers nice and red, and they have kind of like a brownish, uh, you know, bones and skulls kind of going across them. Uh, these mm. are metal dice. So um, you guys can probably attest to this. Usually when you have some metal dice, uh, they're a little bit more, uh, they look cool, but I would imagine they're a little bit more cumbersome. Then what's Ask really the dice collector in the room. <laughs> that, that is me. I am the I am the show's resident dice collector. I will say this. I like metal dice a lot. I prefer metal dice. One of the big reasons I prefer metal dice is that some of the, the like the chess X dice, the issue with them is when they make them, they might kind of make them in a way where it might favor certain numbers more than other numbers. Oh, really? I did not know that. Very true. So like certain dice aren't exactly true that's how i like to say it balanced so balance exactly so you might roll more for random sakes of 15s for some reason because the dice might be loaded in a way not intentionally to get you know 50 it rolls 15s a lot for some reason because of the way it was cast so metal dice in my opinion they fix a lot of problems because in theory you know it's the same metal material the whole way through and it rolls more evenly than most things so i'm a huge fan of metal dice and these dice look absolutely <laughs> splendiferous uh i should also point out the fact that there's 22 days to go on this kickstarter and uh, they've already uh beat their goal by 2500 dollars oh uh, yeah that means so, you're in. so so it's very very popular right now 147 backers as of right now uh it comes with a few extra like bonuses like some digital maps and a few other things uh, but again, these are the kind of things I think we need to talk about a little more often, uh, which, you know, I think these are, th I think that's one of the, the, the nice aspects of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, well, I will say, I will say from an outsider, cause you guys are much more fans is the way it's like, it's open to anyone, but you can still kind of customize it almost the same way you can do like a car or motorcycle in that way. Like it still falls into that group, but like it's unique to you. A and this is just a great way to kind of bring out that, that style. At the same time, what are you going to say, Big Kev? Uh, I was going to say, uh, uh, well, two things. One, we're going to solve that Kickstarter problem. We've already uh, talked about that. Mm -hmm. That's coming. Um, there's a lot of things coming at the end of March, but we can't say anything now. Uh, but that's one thing. And then the second thing is uh, I wanted to say, yeah, you know, sometimes you really do get some unique sort of dice sets out there that are really interesting. I'm not a dice guy. If the dice throws and it seems random enough to me, I'm cool. Um, I have experienced what Sandwich has experienced, though, with regards to dice that, you know, sometimes they blow out a set of dice and it's just not as well good as you'd like it to be. So 
Um, I always think of the scene uh, in Casino with De Niro taking the dice and spinning it between yeah. his fingers yes. for balance sake. I always, I always think of that for some reason. But um, yeah, so yeah, I'm with you on that. And I also wanted to add, um, also there is a Kickstarter that I'm following as well that uh, you, you know will probably... 15 yeah we, we may get to talk about it next week a little bit more um the current version of zombie side uh for those of you that have ever played that board game sandwich did you play that one i n- i have had opportunities to play but i never actually right. played it it just never seemed like something no no offense to the game that right. i was really interested in right well That's, this is I- this is zombie side but it's set in the old west <laughs> so I thought that was a really, really unique, interesting. Plus, the Kickstarter is jam packed full of stuff. So that box uh, art looks I'm, beautiful. <laughs> I am definitely going to be a part. Oh, you first time you're seeing it, uh, yeah, Mr. Monty. Yeah, I'm great. definitely going to be a part of that one. First of all, because I think the game is really good. Zombie side, the fantasy zombie side, which I don't remember the the subtitle of, and now the western one, which I also don't remember the subtitle of. Um, but th- those, I like that that system really. I, I really enjoy. It. They have a space one also, I think, or did, or it's coming, or I don't remember. But um, the western one is the one they're focusing on now. So uh, check that out. We'll maybe get into that a little bit more next week. Um, uh, as far as Kickstarters, what are we doing next? Are we talking about Mezco? Uh, we have a, uh, do you want to save the D and D book to next week? We can do that just for timing purposes. Let's uh, save it for yeah. next week. Yeah. Because we want to get product in and the Mezco thing is not something we should so, ignore. So Mezco oh. had their, um, which by the way, let me just preface this by saying like, I, I know we are now basically like one full year into the pandemic and everything, but there's something about seeing Mezco's toy fair online where it's like, it really just hit me just how much like we're, we're truly missing um, by doing everything at home and, and true. And again, I totally understand the reason for it. It makes sense. I'm not arguing that it's just that there's something about not seeing these amazing uh, Mezco pieces in person at toy fair at the Javits center versus on all, Instagram. All something about it. All that, companies. Like, you're right. You're right. But but there's something about with Mesco's booth that I, I like a little bit more than the others, to be frank. Um, so I don't know. Like That just hit me. And, and these pieces, again, home runs, but it's so much nicer seeing them in those glorious cabinets. Agreed. In the in the roped off area um, <laughs> where, where where it's it's so much nicer. I'm just – it's just – it's I true. miss cons too. Yeah, man, they really hit me. Even though technically Toy Fair not a con trade show, but still, I, yeah, I miss yeah. it too. The, the yeah. idea is there. Um, okay, so Mezco, they they had their their the Mezco their own Mezco Toy Fair, uh, to say toys, toys Mezco Toys to, Fair, Mezco Toys Fair, uh, to right. have a whole nice With a safe. Seat. Yep, um, and they rolled out a whole bunch of pieces. And they are absolutely stunning. Like, I don't even know where you want to be. Big Kev, you, you take it over. Because honestly, but, I'm going to well, just be drooling. We know, that, we know that they showed a lot of stuff that wasn't 112. So there's some new Living Dead dolls. Fester and Cousin It Living Dead dolls, I thought were adorable. They're so adorable. I thought those were so adorable. And I think, I feel like they've done... Gomez and Letitia, I think, in the past. So uh, maybe even I don't know that they did Pugsley and Wednesday. I don't remember, but in any event, it certainly seems like if they have done them, that they're trying to go through. They're trying to get all the major characters here. 
Monty, something? Yeah, no, you know what it was that we, um, they did like a certain, it was a very specific set of toys, and if, uh, I believe at Mezco. We talked about it, I think, in Studio G, if I remember correctly. I remember we brought this up. Yeah. But, um, it was a very specific toy line, not like the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the five POA. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's the one. That I'm was based about. on the animated movie. Yes, it was. It, yeah. it was. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think that one, one thing I just think is really great about their rollout is the fact that if you think about it, they, they hit, I think they did such a great rollout, but they hit such a broad spectrum of, yes. of, uh, properties where if you're a horror fan, if you're a video game person, comic book, pop culture, movies, uh, I, there's so much that they put out there with that, which is right. great quality where right. this, I mean, again, not to, to drool over everything. Cause that's what we can do for the next uh, hour. If we wanted to, where these reveals, I think are just so is a great way to grow their brand and to really just bring excitement in uh, to a whole new audience. Because uh, again, it's like, it's not even a matter of what you like more. It's like, which ones in the order do you want to buy them in? Yeah. And well, right. And, and right. And, and so it, it should be said besides living dead dolls, they also did their, uh, they're very stylized. I can't remember. They're called like mega something uh, where they did some characters that way. They've revealed some things. I don't recall, Nick, did they reveal a five, another five POA line? I don't remember seeing that, but I could be wrong. Um, cause I know they, they did Adam's family and the Batman 66 set has, I don't think it's come out yet, but I know that one was on. And I don't recall. I know there was a five POA Popeye that was in sort of their, their con box, the, which has sold out. Go get on the wait list. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Bill for and a Ted whole was, bunch of different things. That box was amazing. Bill and Ted was considered the five points collection. So I don't know if that counts into. That's uh, five POA. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the, yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so they got Bill and Ted for five points. Okay. That's fair. Uh, um, they had Silent Hill too. Okay. Uh, so they did, they did talk about some. Yes. Okay. Um, but. I think a lot of where the collector focus is, obviously, is on the 112 line. Now, this is Mezco's breakthrough, incredible line of six-inch, highly detailed, highly uh, uh, articulated, and real cloth, and accessories, and heads, and all sorts of things. This line has blown the roof off of uh, six-inch figure collecting for a lot of people, and it is no lie to say that uh, I believe we touched on this briefly. The last time we talked about Doc Nocturnal really recently, that's part of their 112 line about, you know, if you're a fan of any of these pieces, this is, this is sort of a warning. If you're a fan of any of these pieces that we're going to talk about here really quick, uh, you need to make sure that you are watching the skies, the airwaves, the social medias, the everything, because if you don't strike when the, when the iron's hot, you are doomed mm -hmm. to miss these pieces doomed. And these, and again, some of these this year are phenomenal. I mean, I don't think any of them are coming anytime soon necessarily, but they are phenomenal choices, phenomenal looking figures. And some of them are, 
are uh, are are still in semi proto stages here, but I mean phenomenal. So let's let's just really quickly let's just roll through those. Let's make some comments, and then uh, we still have a, a piece of product that we'd like to get to today. So okay, uh, I'm gonna go down the list here. Uh, okay, so let's see. Do was Hellboy part of it? That was the only part I wasn't sure. No, that was a, a throwback. Okay, so let's. Start no, Hellboy with... was from that regrettable movie. Uh, yeah, let's not even talk about that. Um, okay, so in terms of the properties that they have licenses to, let's hit on they have uh, the Five Points Bill and Ted, which is, by the way, that's the only one I really don't care for, to be kind of honest with you. Something about the, I don't know if it's the head sculpt or the the eyes. They just kind of freak me out a little bit, but uh, that's okay. the only one I wasn't a big fan of. Uh, they have, for the 112, they have the, the Reeves Superman, which I love this. I'm not a, a Superman fan by any stretch. I mean, now that's come to, out already, but I love the way it looks. Um, okay. but they, they also brand it as part of their, their Mezco toy toys affair. Uh, we have the 112 Michael Myers from Halloween two, which is funny enough. Cause, uh, the squeeze and I actually watched that movie last night. Um, we also have the, a 112 of the crow. Which again, an, another phenomenal piece. Like yeah. I'm like on the fence. I I like it, but I probably won't order that one. I want to see. I want to see what it looks like a little closer to final. What does it come with? What you yeah. know? Like I'm 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 on the fence about that one as well. I'm I'm a big fan of the crow, but I I'm on the fence. I don't know. Uh, they have the one here. This was the one I wasn't too sure of. Um, Rumble Society, one twelve. It's, it's one so, of their the. They did like two Rumble Society previews, one for Hawk P40, and then they did one for some guy with a beard. People think this might be Baron Benz for some reason, but I think this is just like another guy of some sort. And they actually did one. Did you see the one with the shark head? Uh, Yes, I did. Yeah, they did actually another. That's another part of their Rumble Society, which is their own IP. Um, but they're not revealing those yet. They just kind of give you a little snapshot, which I think is really interesting on their part because snapshot teasing something like the crow doesn't make sense. We all know it's the crow. We just want to kind of get into it. But snapshotting something that's their own IP that they haven't released yet, I think is a really interesting maneuver. So good Mm -hmm. on them. Uh, we also have, speaking, uh, going back to Fantastic Four, we have uh, very much a, a Kirby-style Fantastic Four. And Both this Fantastic is, Four. This, this All is, of them. This is something, a perfect example of something like, I wish I could have seen this in person because I want I would love to see how Johnny Blaze looks. Uh, Johnny Blaze and Ghost Rider. Um, I'd love to tor- see how Johnny Blaze. How, we, we actually saw how he looked. Yeah, how the Human Torch uh, um, Johnny Storm <laughs> looks in uh, this one because I'm very, I don't know, like I'm very kind of finicky with the way fire looks on statues or toys and everything like that. Like it's either passable or garbage, in my opinion. But uh, again, like I'm really, especially for uh, the thing, I, I really am excited to see uh, that one in person. Um, I, yep, yes, Kev. I, w- I was wondering, I'm wondering if they're going to include now, I don't think. Honestly, I don't think we're anywhere near the Fantastic Four being released. Agreed. That's just my opinion. I wonder I wonder how they're going to handle Johnny Storm in a number of ways. Are they really just going to do him in his blue suit with some flame effects? Is there going to be a, a complete flame effect body? Will that flame effect body have light up features? 
Uh, next up, we have a Leatherface figure from 1974, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the MDS figure. Uh, so this is the one with the... Uh, I don't that's know if I... MDS, that's the one I couldn't remember. Yeah, that's I, their stylized. Yeah, I don't... I don't I, cartoony isn't the right word, but that's the one kind of like with the more exaggerated like head sculpts and kind of, uh, I don't know, childish like it, hands or something like that. It, I don't know the right word for that. Maybe It may stand for Mezco Deformed Style. Maybe because um, that's it, that's pawning a little bit off of the Asian super deformed Mezco designer series. The Asian one, Mezco designer mm-hmm. series, sir. Oh well, there you go. Same thing. Well, yeah, yeah, close enough. Um, after that, we have uh, another uh, was uh, Silent Hill two, uh, LDD figure, Silent Hill two bubble head nurse, uh, which is something you usually would see in your worst nightmares. Uh, going back to uh, the 112, we have um, uh, Planet of the Apes, 1972. Every one of them. Um, yeah, this. Everyone, I'm getting every one of them. I, 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 Conquest I is my favorite Planet of the Apes movie. Is it really? By far. It scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. It's my favorite one. I'm getting that Caesar. I'm getting a bunch of those gorillas for a little display nice. ac- action. Amazing. I like, I like that, that one was really amazing. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, I, what you call They have and, a... Oh, I'm sorry? Oh, and I just wanted to add, I really thought after... You know, you can, they did Dr. Zayas over a year ago. And I think, I don't know 100%, but I'm pretty sure Dr. Zayas may still be available on the website. Okay. Because I don't think Dr. Zayas 112, I don't think it did very well. That said, it's pretty amazing that a 112 doesn't do well, number one. Number two, it's pretty amazing that if a 112 doesn't do well, that Mezco decides to do more in that license. So I hope these actually come out. And I'm telling you, like, I, I, you know, like I got a place for Planet of the Apes in my heart, but Conquest is by far my favorite. I, I always th- thought that it was a franchise um and I'm talking about the original movies here where they didn't yeah. really get in. They don't get the right enough appreciation as, as they should. Uh, mm-hmm. At least that was me. But again, I watched so many of those kind of monster films. It's like, I don't know, you know, yeah. if, if that falls in, if that's just me or what uh, moving on, we have a one twelve of Wolverine. This is more of the old school uh, yellow uh, attire. Right. And it, honestly, I really like the, the style. I'm not a Wolverine fan, um, but I really, really dig this one. And the one thing I will say is just kind of like the the way that the the outfit looks and the head sculpt the whole the whole shebang, because uh, I have a special place in my heart for like characters that have like that yellow because it makes it just pop so well. Uh, my first thought was I, I would love to see them do a new version of a one twelve with the original Daredevil uh, outfit That'd because be cool. I'm much more of a fan of that original Daredevil outfit than I am the traditional red one, which is famous from everybody. So they uh, did one. They did, but I wasn't a huge fan of it to be honest with you. I, I, oh, this, okay, okay. This, this that was me. early on in the one twelve. Exactly, line. that's my point. I think yeah. now that they're so much tighter than what they were before. So they did three, Nick. Three. That sounds. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna guess. At they least did two. red. They did the yellow, and they did the the um 
the black outfit as well. But now I think that the 112s are just a lot tighter in terms of. Uh, you I, know I agree I mean? with you. So, uh, we also have a green Power Ranger, which Dom, I feel yes. like this falls. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna. Oh guess. my god! This, this really. Is the, this is my. This is gonna be my first Mezco figure. Is it this now? is gonna be my first Mezco figure. Very nice. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, I'm not. You know my, what? That's why I tossed it to you right the, there, right off the bat. Power man. Rangers is literally what got me into this genre as a kid. Yeah. I keep a morpher next to my laptop at all times. All right. I'm a very big Power Rangers fan. I am beyond excited <laughs> for the Power Rangers. If they're doing green, in my mind, that means they have to do the rest of them. I want all of it. I want every single <laughs> piece. And this is what I'm Are saying. You, oh, I'm sorry. You know, let's let's talk about that for a second. I, I'm actually going to do the next reveal, Nick, if I can. Go and ahead. that is Destro from G.I. Joe. I know I'm getting a little ahead of the program. But the reason I want to bring it up is what's really interesting about both the Green Ranger and Destro is those are Hasbro licenses for six inch. Yes. Well, isn't that interesting? Does that mean that some deal may be struck where Mezco could do other six-inch figures from other lines that Hasbro has? Because that's three now. That's Power Rangers, G.I. Joe, and Marvel. What's that other line that Hasbro has that would probably sell through the roof if they did 112s of? Oh, right. Star Wars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just saying and and on the subject of power rangers and i know we're talking about mezco here but dom have you seen have you been looking at the new power rangers toys from hasbro i've been looking at them like a little bit i they I, are banging good <laughs> okay i gotta look into it again bang <laughs> it i'm like I, i'm not even i'm not a power rangers fan at all in fact i loathe the show however those toys look way better than anything I ever saw Bandai do. I just got to say that. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mr. Monty. Uh, the other one uh, of note to mention is also they have a Batman figure, a Gotham by Gaslight figure, which, again, this is one of those pieces where I wish I could have seen this in person. Um, I mean, also also because just like, the way they take these photos, obviously they're having a professional who does this, who knows what the hell they're doing. Uh, but I just want, I would love to see how this looks because this is just another phenomenal piece um, which will look so good, especially if you have a brick background um, in your home by any chance, if you have any exposed brick. Um, but yeah, it, it looks phenomenal and that was a very tempting one to get. Uh, we also have a spider oh, 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 Sorry, 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 sorry. First of all, yes. Batman Gotham by Gaslight is one of my wheelhouses. I have three Batman wheelhouses. That's one of them. <laughs> that book was phenomenal. That's number one. Number two, um, short of a couple of versions of action figures, six inch action figures of this version of Batman, um, including one that came out in Asia a year ago, at least, um, this is looking like the definitive version of this character. So, of course, leave it to Mezco to make the definitive version. And I don't know if you saw all the pictures, Mr. Monty, but I think I think he comes with some sort of brick. Um, like a chimney? Like kinda? chimney stand. Yeah, I saw that. I wasn't sure if that was uh, part of the picture that they're, uh, you know, 
I'm reasonably sure that is coming with that package. Okay, that's cool. That makes it even better. <laughs> Which be is just like perfect. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I mean, look, dude, it, it looks gorgeous. There's no way around it. Gorgeous. Uh, the other ones, uh, we have a Spider Gwen, which if that's your thing, cool. Not not really in my wheelhouse, even though I'm a Spider Man fan, uh, which looks uh, pretty solid. And also, one that I think will be a huge hit for them, Ultraman, because uh, as a as a one twelve, because Ultraman is a property who's been around for how long and has fans, you know, all over the world. So, uh, yeah, just golden stuff right here, man. Which it's I, another. Yeah, it's another property that's been done by, I feel like, ben, I'm sure Bandai had a crack at it at one point, but recently, like in the last five years or so, mm -hmm. somebody started doing really hyper-articulated uh, ones of that character. I don't remember who, I wish I could remember, but I've never been a hu huge Ultraman fan, but man, I thought they really, whatever that company is that I can't remember, they did a banging job on those toys. That said, I can't even imagine the kind of banging job that Mez is going to do on this, on this line. So good Ultraman's good choice for them. And just, you know, cause we're kind of getting towards the tail end here. The, the one thing I really want to say for, for Mezco toys, uh, as I mentioned before, like all three of us had that at least one item that we're just like ooing and eyeing over, uh, you know, to show the diversity in terms of trying to get like, you know, a, a large yes. group of fans to come in. But also, I want to just say that Mez is the brand. One, I will say, if, if it's not like in the top three, it may be my number one. But the one that I'm just more excited for what's going to go, what's going to happen with this company, uh, further down the line, because I just think there's so much potential. They're getting better and better at what they're doing. Where, um, for and I'm not, I, I, I want to kind of just not talking like a Hasbro, Mattel, like any like the, like any like really big names or anything like that. This is the one company where I am really excited for how big it's going to grow down the road, what it's mm -hmm. going to have to offer and what they're going to bring to the table because they're they have a diverse selection of figures that they're rolling out, uh, a very affordable price, uh, a really great bang for your buck. For what you get, amazing. Do the, the Nosferatu thing. I mean, it's just insanely great. And, um, you know, the, the biggest problem I will say with these toys is that they sell out way too easily on its website. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, I have, sir. I have a question, Go sir. On, I, have, yes. I have a comment on that. Go ahead. Yeah, that, that is my comment. I want to, I want to piggyback right on what you're saying is, and that is they need to change the way that they're selling these toys. They cannot make, uh, they cannot produce a number of these toys and then, uh, them just be not available anymore. For example, and I don't know what the numbers are. Let's just say 5,000 as a number. Okay. They can't say, okay, we're going to do Batman. Uh, Gotham by Gaslight. Uh, Gotham by Gaslight, Batman. We're going to make 5,000 of them and that's it. They can't do that anymore. They need to switch their model, in my opinion, and uh, I, I will speak to our our uh, ubiquitous clandestine connection there. And I will say this, and I've said it before, and I'll say it to him again. I'd say it right to Mez if I saw him, <laughs> which is they need an ordering window. They need an ordering window. They need a 24-hour ordering window. That's what they need. You have, you know, the, it, it, the, the ordering window has launched. You have 24 hours to get your order in. I don't even care. Do it as a 12-hour window. Uh, to, you know, whatever the time span is. And if you get 
if you order a piece during that time period, you're going to get one mm-hmm. because it's re I, I know there are a lot of guys. There are a lot of guys who are ordering and who are being very successful Mezco collectors. Um, a very dear friend to this program. One corn boy is one of those collectors. He's a completist. Uh, he gets every one twelve, and good for him because it's a hell of a collection to to have. But that said, it is really turning some people off that it's so difficult to get some of these pieces. Now, I grant you, some of them are like Toy Fair exclusives, and there was just a recently ex- uh, uh, released Asia exclusive for some thing in asia Mm -hmm. it was this new character craig a new rumble society but in a in a red color and now he's going for thousands of dollars because completists are falling over themselves trying to get it and all of these things they need an i'm not talking about exclusives although exclusives are always going to be the bane of collecting anything in this genre um I'm talking about the regular releases. Let's talk again about Batman, uh, Gotham by Gaslight Batman. They cannot do 5,000 of these and walk away because the secondary market is instantly three and four and more times, times the initial price in order to secure this. And what kind of, you know, if you're collecting a line and you miss one and then you got to pay the price of three or four additional figures down the line in order just to get this one. That's Mm -hmm. discouraging. They really need to examine how they're selling these toys. That is my one and only criticism of Mezco 112. And it's, Oh, I I can't think of a Mezco 112 that I wasn't blown away by. I can't honestly can't think of a single one. However, it's the way that they're doing it is where I think the criticism lies. So there we go. I think part of the problem also is uh, between with collectors' toys, with uh, sporting cards. Uh, during yeah. the pandemic, that scalping has just gone through the roof. Oh my god! Uh, in the worst way possible. So and uh, because people are again, they're paying ungodly numbers. Uh, um, just put go into eBay, put Mezco one twelve, and then sort by highest and look. Nope. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> don't do I that. Want to. It'll make you cry. It, it what else? Like... Do we miss anything, Mr. Monty? I, I think that's, you know, for the most part, um, that's. Kind Are there of... any other releases that we neglected? Uh, I mean, dude, there were so many that uh, we could have hit on. <laughs> I, I think that's everything. I, uh, that, that was all the 112? I, I, I I yeah, that was the, that was really the end of 112. They, oh. did, they did more of those like screenshots of Rumble Society people, but. Yeah, they really yeah, get we, mentioned, yeah we mentioned that. So I just feel like we missed something major. I just I can't think no, of the life. No, I can't think of it. I think that's we uh, hit right. we we hit the Destro Green uh Green Power Ranger, which I know you want to hit on. Yeah, I think it was and then the beyond G. that. I mean, yeah, I think because you, you did the GI that Hasbro right? connection is just getting thicker and thicker. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know for sure. Like I said, I'm very excited for what happens with this uh company down the road. In fact, I think that Mezco is going to be competing with the next company that we're going to be talking about in terms of yes. my favorite. Uh, a developer, as as it were. So why don't we bust out our next product, our next and final product oh. uh, uh, that Dom has over there? Do we have time? Do we want to bump this to next week? How how are we on the uh, clock? We're about like about a buck to uh, an hour twenty ish, a little less than that, into the show right now. So why don't we bump it? You want? We can do that. I mean, that, there's a lot of stuff in Mezco to hit right there, so we can talk yeah. uh, some D and D and 
and some you know what we'll just bump it it'll just it'll sit safely and warm and cared for yes in the uh uh in the presence of the sandwich there you go and we'll just bump it to next week i I think that's fine right there uh so i guess we will slow you know so i guess we maybe put the title around uh the mezco unveiling for today uh, yeah. So let's uh, wrap it up. Uh, so, Kev, you have a chance to think about a title as I'm uh, slowly doing the usual oh. spiel here. Uh, but you can catch us each and every week over at GeekStuffTNG.com. You can also find us at GeekStuffTNG over on the social medias, respectively at uh, Facebook, Instagrams, and on the Twitters. Uh, you can find me online as Monty's Mayhem, M-O-N-T-E-S-M-A-Y-H-E-M. Uh, you can find me on the Facebook, the Instagram, the Snapchat, the Twitter, the YouTube, and on the Grubhub. Big Cat. What was the What was the first story we talked about tonight? The first story was the uh, Invincible trailer. Hmm. Go to Dom next. Dom, uh, sir, as you're putting that uh, product away, I'm going to just, uh, there you <laughs> go. Uh, what is your social media information, sir? You can find me on Instagram and Xbox One at Fat Dumbledore, F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E. I actually, I actually found Fat Dumbledore, I think, yesterday. Yes. <laughs> on, on the Xbox One network. I was stunned. Proud of you. Um, uh, Mr. Monty, I, uh, you can find me on the Xbox network at Big Kev GS, uh, and everywhere else at BK Geek Stuff. Be sure to check out, follow, friend, like, uh, all of our social media, uh, and our Facebook, which I post a lot of stuff over at the Facebook. So make sure you're checking that out. And, uh, let's see. Oh, don't forget. You can always use the GVM line. 201-730-2547. What was that first number? 201-730-2547. I'll say it for a third time, folks. 201-730-2547. And for you in the back, one last time. <laughs> 201-730-2547. That's damn I can't, I oh, can't wait the for numbers? that. Did you need the number? I no, can't wait for that spot to be done. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, leave us a message over there, a comment, a snide remark, and you may hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. And with that, Mr. Monty, <laughs> I think, unless I'm forgetting something. I think we're good, bud. With that, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 625, the one we're calling Toys Fair, T O Y Z F A I R. Uh, to a close, the way we end some shows by saying Good night, OG. Wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. Target on my back, lone survivor last. They got me in. No surrender, no trigger fingers go Living a dangerous life Hey, 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 every day when I wake I'm trying to get up and knocking me down Chewing me up, spitting me out Hey, 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 when I need to be saved You're making me strong, you're making me stand Never will fall, never will live Shot like a rocket up into the sky Nothing can stop me tonight You make me feel
we choose, we might win or lose. This is the dangerous life. Hey, 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 every day when I wake, they say that I'm gone, they say that they're gone. But I was my own, it's over and gone. Hey, 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 when I need to be saved, they count me out, but this is my round. Shot like a rocket up into the sky, nothing can stop me tonight. You made me feel 